Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elitists. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey, and as always, Brett is not here today, so we'll change it up. And as always, welcome back, Bombs. Choo choo! That's right, uh, Corey, mate. The Bombs Express is back. And, uh, oh, gee, mate, it's been a long three weeks not being on the podcast, but boy, am I excited to be back and get stuck into some footy talk. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we do have a replacement um, for Brett today. And you know what? I shouldn't call him a replacement. I should call him an upgrade. Some of you may know him as the serial pest. Welcome back, Diz. Oh, thank you, Bonza. Uh, I believe that you have some social media um, announcements for us. Well, not me, but Corey does. Oh, one of his. Yeah, good segue, it is Great to know that you listen to the podcast weekly. Uh, <laughs> find us on Twitter at SC Elites, uh, on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Supercoach Elites. Diz, welcome back. Uh, first podcast for this year. Um, and yeah, good to have you back, mate. Uh, Bomb's great to have you back from holidays. I think maybe one person sent in uh, a nice little kind of uh, fan mail just saying how much they missed you. And uh, I think 99% of people said, get this guy off the show. Um, and it's been very peaceful without you, mate. But, you know, it's good to have you back. Good to have the villain back. Uh, how do we score this week, boys? We'll start with you, Bombs. How'd you go? I, I believe you got some news for the listeners. You're a little bit more upbeat today. Oh. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, listeners, uh, I am back, mate. The Bombs Express is back. Uh, he found his train overseas. He brought it back uh, down here, and uh, he scored his highest score of the year this year. It's not even that high, but it's high. It's it's uh, it, it was big enough for me actually. Um, it was two one three eight. Um, so I scored relatively okay. I thought this week. And you got your yeah, first I win. Went, uh... I got my first win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my first win. Um, and yeah. Gee, boy, was I happy about that. Probably the only reason I got my first win was probably because my opponent also had Zach Merritt. <laughs> so, for once, I didn't have that piece of shit as a unique. <laughs> great news, great <laughs> news there. Now, Diz, uh, for those who don't know, sitting in Divi 1. Where are you sitting in Divi 1 right now, mate? Oh, I'm sitting top, undefeated, coming up against Buffner next week. So, pretty excited <laughs> for that. Um, scored a handy 2195 this week. So, happy, way, happy with the way the team's playing out at the moment. That was uh, with Norton Zero too, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Not bad there. Um, Dizzard does know Bomb's name too. He's just absolutely taking the piss out of him here as well. So, um, oh, a bit of irony that this is popping up on the podcast the week he's playing Bomb's. So that should be good. Uh, but boys, look, we've got heaps to get in today. It's going to be a jam-packed potty. So, thanks for being here, Diz. Uh, Bomb's, I mean, not Bomb's, sorry, Bomb's, I've been used to whacking you for the last couple of weeks while you haven't been here and ran able to defend yourself. So, uh, Bretta, getting a little bit lousy tonight. Couldn't make it, so but the show must go on. Um, Bubble Boys. Now, there's not a whole bunch on offer this week, but there is plenty coming up. Uh, 117k Ruckman Braden Crosley from the Gold Coast Boys. Break even of negative 47. Um, scores of 65 and 53 across his first two games. I wouldn't really be going anywhere. I wouldn't be going sideways. The only way I could even condone getting this guy is if you were probably looking at a double downgrade this week and you were looking at a Tim English out. Now, English, every chance to come back in. I don't think he'll be selected in that side. We'll touch on that when we get to around the grounds. But uh, Braden Crosley, uh, we'll start with you, Bonds. Any chance, one, you'd condone it if probably people had to go down from English? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, certainly. But um, I probably would have thought the logical thing people would have got rid of English last week when he was dropped for that uh, Brisbane fella, McCooney, or however you want to, McInerney, or whatever you want to call him. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, if you still got English, you got an option there, and and I would certainly do that this week. English is break even seventy six, and he ain't going to be hitting that when he gets back. I don't even think he's going to get back. Um, did you yeah. didn't start with English? Did you? Nah, I didn't start with English. Went the old Alango. Yeah, so Braden Cross is the only way I'd be there. Um, 160k though, fellas. We've got um, uh, Brad Shear. Uh, scores of 69-61. Break even of negative 34 uh, at 160k. Really like his game. 14 tackle, uh, 14 disposals and 7 tackles in week 1. 18 disposals last week. I think he's going to keep his spot in this Gold Coast team. Now... We do have a lot of players in the bubble after playing one game, or well, not so much in the bubble, but that'll be ready next week that I think people are going to go to. But do you think that if this guy, people are probably passing up bombs because he's either 160k or two, that he's just a forward only? Um, yeah, well, for sure. Um, I, I personally wouldn't be getting him, um, to, and, and that's because of his price tag and, and because of what we have um, coming up. Um, but, I mean... Look, there are a lot of issues in the forward line, which I'm sure we'll touch on them later. There's, you know, Buddy to deal with and Billings and, you know, Goofy still not in the team and all this sort of crap. But, um, yeah, 159K, his price tag's probably just a little bit too high to bring in a guy who's only scored a couple of back-to-back years for mine. It is. Yeah, I probably would be passing on him this week. Um, yeah. Doesn't offer much for me either. I mean, <laughs> had a look, but you've got... I assume most of us have a bit of a loop going on. I think there's other areas of the ground where there's going to be bigger issues. So I think she may get the miss. But look, if you have to do something up forward, if you've one that's probably, you know, still running green and buddy or you've got something else that's come up and you desperately need to get rid of someone, Brad, she's there and I think he's going to hold his spot. So I uh, don't hate it all. And I like it a lot more. I would. Sorry. I was, I was sorry, man. I was sorry for interrupting, but I was just going to add that, man. Like, why would you get Shear for an extra forty k? You could just get the uh, Ronky Kong, um, and the Ronky Kong has a even lower break even than this bloke has, and his in his higher price. So, uh, for Ronky, you're looking in an extra sixty five thousand. Is it sixty five? No way. Yeah, Ronky's at two fourteen. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Oh well, it's fifty five. I just did the math, not sixty five, but. I mean, yeah, like if you, if you didn't have to use that 55 this week, I'd certainly prefer the old Ronky Kong than um, than Shear. Yeah, well, you could definitely do that. Apologies for some shit maths there too, by the way, boys. Um, is, it, is his name um, is his name Ronk or Ronky? Ronk. I like the idea of Ronky Kong, so I'll call him Ronky. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ronk, but Ronky sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Um, Lockie Keefe's the other one. I'm, I'm probably not going to give this too much airtime. I think a lot of people are looking at Keefe. Um, scores of 51-57, break even at negative 33. And I think the only reason people are looking at Keefe is because they've got that loop option. Um, for me, I think the cash is going to be more important. I can't see Keefe keeping his spot when all these big names come back too. I think Isaac Cumming has more of a chance of holding his spot in the team than Keefe will. Um, and... Just personally, I mean, I've had Sisley. I started with Sisley over the year, and I've had he's been so useful just switching back and forward, back and forward, back and forward when you know the trades need to be done. And I've had no, I haven't needed to use uh, Keith to do that. Um, did I say I've had Keith all year? I've had Sisley all year. 
Did I say that right? <laughs> no, you said Sicily. Okay. You said Sicily. Yeah, just wanted to remind, I said that right. Um, yeah, so I've had Sicily all year, and Keefe hasn't affected that at all. So don't be sucked into Keefe if you've got Sicily for that swing. It's kind of almost irrelevant. Um, when you look at it, I don't think Keith's going to be in that team, and I don't think he's going to be earning a lot of cash. Anyone disagree with me there? Agree. Okay, beautiful. I agree. Um, the other ones I want to talk about, and I don't normally condone going early, but I think we're going to have three players next week that are going to be very, very tantalising. Ed Phillips is one that I'm probably going to go on a week early, and you'll hear me a lot on the podcast talk about not going early on players, but um, he was St Kilda's probably best player last week. And there's no chance he's coming out of this team. And with the 87 from week one, I think Ed Phillips is going to continue to impress. So I have no issue going a week early on Ed Phillips because, um, oh, Jesus Christ, which Ainsworth played for West Coast on the weekend? There's bloody 500 of them. Braden. That, that is Braden. Um, beautiful. So Braden Ainsworth we've got from West Coast who had the 66. And Isaac Cumming as well with 64. I think I think Cumming and Phillips are going to be almost 100% owns. Um, I can't see Cumming coming out of that team. He's been absolutely demolishing it in the twos and big, big fan of his work. The light body frame is a bit of an issue, but I think he'll hold his place. But the reason I'm going a week early on Ed Phillips too is because... One, helps me get my upgrade downgrade this week. Two, I think he's a long-term keeper. And three, I'm going to have a serious look at the double downgrade with uh, Cumming and Ainsworth coming up next week. Uh, Bumps, do you want to have a chat about those, boys? Yeah, look, uh, prior to doing my trades this week, um, I wanted Phillips and Oliver in, um, you know, one down and one up. And I fall short of that by 700 bucks. Um and if I didn't fall short of that by 700 bucks, I would most certainly be getting Phillips in this week. I have zero concern about doing that um, because I've, you know, I've got a lot of midfield players, and I'm not sure if people are still running these sort of players. We've got Holman, there's LDU, there's Brayshaw. They're the kind of my three bench players, and I'm sure you know super coaches out there have other players that are ready to go and to be traded out um, of their benches uh, in the midfield. So. Options like Ainsworth and uh, Phillips come in really handy right now. Um, and with some of the carnage that's gone on down back, uh, I mean, look, Dooman's no guarantee to get games every week. There's, there's Miro who's not getting games. Uh, a lot of people still have Murphy from the start of the year as well. So there are a lot of holes down back that I think people will be jumping on coming next week as well. So I think it's a pretty smart idea to get one of the three this week. Um, and I would certainly be going with the, the guy that you have the absolute most confidence in, and, and for me, that is Phillips. Are you still looking at Ainsworth so you can get Oliver? Just I know this is going to be a conversation yeah. later on. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably get Ainsworth um, so I can get Oliver, and I'll get Phillips next week. Yep, okay, cool. Uh, Diz, Ed Phillips, yeah. or coming? Or I agree, I'm getting, getting Phillips this week, and then uh, most likely coming next week, uh, maybe with Ainsworth as well. Okay, beautiful. Um, round the grounds, we, you know, if we could get some secret music, that. that'd be uh, that'd be pretty <laughs> handy. That would be nice. That would be you know. Maybe we get a nice airplane or something. Start singing again here, going round the grounds. I can give you a bit of a chugger chugger. Yeah. Well, as <laughs> no, we go not. from ground to ground, I can give you a little bit of a train. Yeah, we're not taking too many trains. Um, maybe the, maybe the plane noise out of the mash theme song. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't be in Hotterberg to another podcast, that's for sure. Uh, kicking off with the VFL boys. Um, uh, the Doggies had the big injury with Norton down back, reckon two to three. Um, Trengrove and Roughhead probably look like they'll 
be most likely in the game. I know it's not really super coach for relevant. Uh, big Timmy English. He only had the 18 on the weekend. And uh, one goal, one. Was it 18? Sorry. I played right on the ruck. Um, but, yeah, didn't really uh, set the world on fire. So... Wouldn't be surprised if English didn't come back in, uh, but knowing the doggies, they kind of make all these kind of moves that don't make sense from time to time too, so uh, definitely could be back in that side. Uh, but Can I, I ask you a question? Yeah. Kieran Collins, did he play? Do you know if he played, Kieran Collins? Uh, I don't think he has been so, playing. Let me. Uh, so he's a tall defender for them um, who potentially could come in. Um, for them, because isn't Adams there? Adams is injured. I'm just not sure how many yeah, tools Adams, they've Adams, got there. Adams yeah. is down. Um, obviously, Norton's nah, gone down no, as well. Collins. I think he was injured too, from memory. Um, I've got it, but I, I do have a serious feeling that um, Trent Grove will probably be most likely to come in and mm. uh, and settle that down. Um, big Josh Shackey kicking three on the weekend too. That was nice. Uh, Paulie Ahern for North. He had another 22. So, I mean, North's playing well, so it's a pretty tough team to get into when they're playing really well. But uh, Evie Dub's out. Um, you know, potentially could open up a spot for him very, very soon. LDU, still trying to find some news on LDU. Um, didn't play, injury cloud. I just want to know how bad it is. Um, with the Pies, Brendan Sierra again, 24 touches. He's looking like he's impressing and could get a game pretty soon. Uh, my check, the 102k defender at the start of the year, 23 and 9 marks. So, um, he's, I don't know, he's a mature age player. Maybe some injuries might see a spot in that, you know, in the team for him at some stage. But yeah, it's kind of tough when you're a little bit older. Uh, I'm going down to Melbourne too. Timmy Smith, uh, 123k in Supercoach, 20 disposals, three goals and 10 marks. Um, he was doing it all, and he's been impressing in that in the Magoos for a while. So wouldn't be surprised at some stage if we've seen Timmy Smith. But they've had a lot of players that have come in and impressed. I mean, Fritch behind the ball last weekend looked bloody amazing. Sargo, so they're going all right, Melbourne, at the moment. They've got a bit of depth in there as well. Mm. One that'll probably excite a lot of people, but I'm not too sure how much it should, is uh, David Mirror. Uh, absolutely put on a clinic on the weekend as well. 22 disposals, uh, 19 of them being kicks and eight marks again. But it's a tough team to come into when you're 28 years old. I mean, something would have to go right. He's probably very unlucky, though, Mira. He probably deserves to be playing mm-hmm. AFL footy. Mm-hmm. I think age is just killing him. Uh, the biggest shock in the world for me with this week would be if Essendon don't include Dylan Clark. If... Mm. Um, almost called him... Yes, sorry. If Wusha come out this Dylan week... Clark, yeah. um, and after saying last week that they're going to swing the axe, if Dylan Clark doesn't get a game and I was an Essendon fan, I'd be filthy. He had another 38 on the weekend with six tackles, so he puts the pressure on around the ground. This kid, I don't, I don't know what more you need to do to get a game. I really, really don't. So I expect Dylan Clark to be named for the Bombers this week. Uh, Guelphie had 23. Um, and there's a couple of names who I think could actually get a game for Hurley. Uh, we had Jordan Ridley. He had 23, nine tackles, uh, a couple of rebound 50s. Um, Zerk Thatcher, what a name. I wouldn't be surprised if he was uh, Good getting, name, yeah. Yeah, getting a game. Some such dude. But Aaron Francis returning there as well. And I think he'll probably be most likely to come in and play off that halfback line. Um with them, but I ex- I expect to see some changes at Essendon. I uh, would, if I was a gambling man, I'd probably guarantee that Dylan Clark's coming in this week. I'd be really surprised if Guelph wasn't in as well. Uh, no games in the Sandful, no games in the Waffle, um, and not much exciting news coming out of uh, the Neeful as well. Batine and Nick Newman with 
to 40 possession games, or Matt Buntine had uh, the 39, but some high possession games in there, but nothing really super coach relevant. That's enough of my voice. That was around the ground. Just to, just to touch on that, Kieran Collins usual. as well. He's out on an ankle injury. Yeah, I thought he was out. Uh, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, man, look, I, I think Clark will get a game, as you've kind of been saying. I don't understand this non-selection of um, Guelph. They were speaking, um, Wusha, when I say they, they, so Wusha was speaking and they were saying how impressed they were with him and he was doing everything right and he found his way out of the team and the team's not in form and I'm just I'm just not sure why he's in the twos, Guelphie. Um, yeah, just a bit puzzled by that one. Surely has to get a recall as well. And you see, he, the, the big thing with Guelphie too, he's a pressure act kind of guy as well. He put... He, put the pressure on. He's not necessarily smashing the door down in the twos, but the biggest example of that was was Ben Ronk. His numbers weren't overly impressive when he was playing in the twos, but they loved his effort and pressure and follow-up and and his aggression on the ball. Um, And look what happened on the weekend when he was given a chance at AFL level. So Essendon have to make a statement now. They have to do something. and but but the thing is, like, how many times do teams make, like, five changes in, in a week as well? Like, that's... That, I reckon, is pretty weird. I, th- I think Clark's a lock. They'll probably bring someone like Langford back into the team. They'll bring in Francis. Um, it's about how many changes you can make in one week. And I have honestly think that Goofy might just be um, unlucky because they'll just put so many other players ahead of him this week. Dis- I'm, I'm really worried about him. It disappoints me, though, because I think someone like Welfie, who's gone the hard odds, earned his position, played some good football when he was in... Um, I think played really well on Anzac Day in a team that was pretty shit house. Uh, it 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 is very disappointing that because of these names that were high draft picks in Langford and Francis, who aren't necessarily playing great football in the twos, are are getting talked up most likely to come back into those sides. Because I don't mm. think they deserve to be there. They're, they're pedestrians. They're lazy. You watch them play. They don't have that hunger and aggression for the contest. And this is why I think Dylan Clark is almost a must for this team. Because he's got that. He's hungry around the ground. Um, but, look, we'll, that'll play itself out. We'll have to wait till Thursday, and then we can uh, revisit all of that. Uh, who am I? The famous segment that was brought back last week. Um, let's go again. So, who am I? Priced in the 400 to 500k bracket. Uh, by the way, Diz, if you know the answer, Bombs, ch- uh, chime in. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't scored sub 80. Top score of 132. Uh, four out of my five... Sc- uh, four out of my six scores, sorry, have been 100 plus. Averaging 105.2. I'm a defender. 495k. Who am I? I know exactly who this one is. I'll, okay. I might give Diz a go first. I don't think Diz is. Nah, just think? go for it, man. I'll be here yeah, for nah, ages. It, it has to be uh, the old Webster fella from the Saints, doesn't it? Is, it is uh, Jimmy Webster. Yeah. And yeah. getting a lot of love this week, especially in the Twitter community. Uh, Jimmy Webster, I know a lot of looking at him. Now, we've got some carnage down there. We've got Norton, Hurley, Mira, uh, Murphy. I mean, you can't really guarantee Dumain to get a game. And I'm sure the beautiful Supercoach gods will probably throw some absolute carnage up later in the week. But uh, there's going to be some people that are looking to upgrade down back. Now, <coughs> I think... I don't, I'm not necessarily saying Jimmy Webster's a lock, but the, the numbers that he's put out there are, are just 
are going well. He scored another 132 last week. Um, I still have him ranked behind Laird, Yo, Simpson, Sicily. 495k, Simo's 501k. This time last year, we had Dylan Robertson do a very similar thing. Bumps, is there any way you could condone Webstar as a back upgrade over anyone else? Uh, the, the only players I would select ahead of Webster would be Led, Yo, and Sicily. Um, aside from that, he is number four at the moment. So if you have the other three, um, I have absolutely zero issue going and, and grabbing this fella. He's getting high numbers of the ball. Um, we spoke in preseason about, you know, Montagna leaving and what that meant for the St Kilda back line. Well, it seems that Webster is the one that's picking up the points at the moment um, back there. Um, he's not doing anything wrong. Um, I know you said Simpson's ahead of him. I don't think Simpson is. Simpson has only had two tons in his last six games. Um, and there's been a couple of 70s in there as well. Whereas with Webster, you're getting a lot more 100 type scores. And um, his bottom score is a lot higher than, well, Simpson's gone under. Webster's um, bottom score at, on at least two occasions as well. So, um, yeah, I'm a big big Webster fan uh, right now and certainly would condone people bringing him in. Is he kind of that uh, bit of that point of difference? I mean, I know McLean owners have had that bit of uh, joy over probably the last four weeks plus of having McLean scores one out every single week because now people are starting to really jump on him. Is now the time for, if you want to point a difference, grab Webster before everyone else starts getting on? Well, I think people, when they start to get on, is it's going to be from this week. So let's make uh, a little note of this, but he's only owned in 0.7% of teams currently, um, and I would be staggered that uh, within, say, two to three weeks, if that's not up to two to three percent of um, total teams, to be honest. I, I think that people will start this week and that he really is a huge point of difference if you had him kind of prior to this week. And what a pick that would have been to start with this guy um, before the season started because he's worth four, what's he worth at the moment? 475, did you say? 495. Oh, four, 495. And he's already gone up over 100,000 this year as well, which means he was sub 400 at the start of the year. And gee, what a pick that would have been for a bloke that's averaging 105 so far. Yeah, so 3,150 people have traded in Kate Simpson this week. And we're I, I think that's a, the top 10. I, I think that's a mistake. Yeah, so you'd definitely be bringing Webster. I'd Kate. bring in Webster ahead of Simpson, yeah. Yep. Diz? I reckon with uh, Carlisle in doubt this week, does that affect Webster? No, not at all. Yeah, no, I think Webster's Doesn't still going to play the the exact same role he's playing. No, They'll bring Webster's some... not at all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It might even uh, be time for a Goddard or someone to come in. Um, a Goddard? A Hugh Goddard? Yeah, I don't know where he's at. He I don't just know where the hell he's he at. He just hasn't gone that next Is he even test. playing twos? Uh, unless he's injured with, without my knowledge. Uh, let me quickly check if, the VFL. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where he's at. Yeah, look. Look, I'd have him ahead of Simpson. Um, he's and look, the thing is, Webster's price at the moment is is four ninety five, and um, that's you, you probably pay around that five hundred thousand for a premium defender. That's what you should be paying. And it's look, if I, I put him ahead of players like um, Yo, um, if and and probably even Sicily, 
if um, Webster's price difference was probably about 50000 less, which is probably more towards what it would have been last week. But with what he's priced at, I think you still go and spend the extra thirty to 40000 and go buy Yo and Sicily if you don't have them before you before you get Webster because it comes with an element of risk. Uh, no Greenwood. I think he, he must be injured. Um, and I 100% agree with that. I would definitely be getting Sicily and Yo in beforehand. Right now, I think that... They are clear the one-two punch come season's end behind Rory Laird. So um, I think he's miles in, ahead of everyone. In saying that, he put out a pretty par score last week for his standard. Um, Dizza, any way you could condone Webster over Simpson? I mean, Sicily or Yo? No, no way. Uh, and if I you're think... going this week, would you be going Simpson or Webster? Well, I've got Simpson already, so but if I was choosing, I'd probably go Webster. Just purely for more consistency with scores. It's just he's gone under the radar, hasn't he? He really has, and I think he probably deserves a little bit more respect. And it was th- about this time last year that I bought in Dylan Robert and kind of after those scores, and it was great. He sometimes you've got to take these risks, but super coach is a game of point of differences sometimes, and it's quite often I'm not huge on starting with them, but when they kind of come up and emerge and start playing this kind of football, you've got to look at players like Jimmy Webster and give them the respect they deserve. It was the same as Toby McLean. Um, yeah, it's, and, and this know, is it's around the, the point of the year. Well. You've got to look at these players that are just outside of the box and, and doing these things. Ed Kerno's is a prime example, too. I mean, I don't really condone, I don't think he can finish a top eight midfielder, but like they're, they're there, they're putting out the numbers, just give them the respect they deserve. And I think Webster is the front A1 most underrated super coach are probably there at the moment. Mm. Yep. He's certainly, he's certainly value, and and this is the time when you want to bring in. So you know, you said you know, started you don't condone starting with these guys, but you know what? Round six, seven, eight, you know, going into nine, ten. That's when we've got enough games under the belt of these players to know, um, or to kind of help predict, you know, what the rest of the year is going to be like here. Um, and and his numbers are good, Webster. His numbers are very, very good. Uh, and in saying all this, I'm not saying go pick Webster. I mean, right now, it's, for me, Sisley, yo, so far ahead of him. It's not funny. And I'm upgrading in the midfield, so I'm passing on Webster. Um, but if you've got a defensive upgrade and you've got Sisley, yo, Laird, I just think it's a common-sense pick. If you need to. Mm-hmm. Only if you need to. Only if you're running trouble down back. You can always downgrade, too. That's always that option. Dodie or Finlayson. Boys, who's going first? If you're moving one this week... Who would you be moving? We'll go with you first this week. Is that Dodie or Finlayson? Uh, I've moved Dodie. Um, just because he's got a higher break even. Um, but Finlayson will go next week, so it really doesn't make much of a difference. Yep. Much just of a muchness. To give you a rough idea before we go, Finlayson, three weeks of scores in the 60s. Dodie with two weeks of scores in the 60s. Bonds, if you're moving one this week, who are you moving? Well, I moved Finlayson last week, and um, Dodie's going to go this week. And I am the same. I moved Finlayson last week, Dodie going this week. But if I was moving this one one this week, I'd probably move Finlayson because I think Dodie can score more. But that's yeah. just that's just my pure opinion. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. They've scored very similar for the last couple of weeks. Um, now look, some carnage down back. We already kind of spoke about it. Hurley owners sitting on the bench. Wait the two weeks. Yeah, it's it's only two weeks. You. 
you've probably held uh, people for a lot longer this year. There's there's been Kelly, Green, Franklin. If you're holding those sort of players, Hurley. If you're in Zero Town, say you do have Norton, Hurley, Mira Murphy, um, are you just better off the double downgrade with Norton and like a Murphy, for example, um, bringing coming and hopefully you can loop somewhere or do something and then just sit like a Mira and Hurley on the bench? Yeah, I would. I'd try to go one up, one down um, with two of those rookies. But if that's not possible, then yeah, two down. Yeah, we've got options there. Um, yeah. Dizza. Yep, yeah. I agree with what Lance just said. Uh, Buddy Green, Kelly, some carnage up forward. Let's go one by one. Uh, Green, I heard news today that Green was still probably one week away at least. Bonds, you heard, we were talking before, you heard some pretty different news that they're giving him a chance to play. Oh, you know what? That That's what I said before, but, but I realise now that I was wrong. I forgot to tell you that I read up about the wrong player. Sorry, mate. Um, but yeah, no, Green uh, Green is one to two. I did the old uh, type Green's name into Twitter and have a look at the recent posts and just scroll through all that. And uh, well, it was probably a lot of uh, anger towards Green as well when you, when you <laughs> want to do that sort of stuff because uh, a lot of super coaches get pissed off. But um, yeah, no, he looks like, yeah, he's, um, he's sent for a a little bit more on the sidelines, but at least they're giving a, a time indication with him. We're, we're not really getting a time indication with some of these other players. Yeah, so Green, do you think it's a matter of still just holding now? If you've held, if you've held, uh, if you've held already, yeah, keep holding. Yeah. Keep keep, um, keep downgrading, upgrading uh, other positions. The only way I would um, have a look at trading Toby Green now is that if you're, looking, if you're in a situation uh, and you're playing for league and you need to get a few wins under your belt... Um, and you can't upgrade, you know, one of your rookies because you don't have enough money to do it. You, you may then look to sideways green, and, and that's probably the only way I would do it. Otherwise, if you continue to um, down and downgrade and upgrade, then just hold on to green and leave him there. Same with Buddy. Yeah, exact same with Buddy, man. Yeah. Do we think there's? I mean, man, I'm so I'm happy not. I moved Toby Green when that that came out because I was, uh, mm. as I said those couple of weeks ago, I couldn't trust that foot. Kelly pissing everyone off again today. Won't play this weekend. Are we hoping he's back next week? I feel like we're saying this every week, but um, she would have been nice just to be in a time capsule and trade him when he when he first went out, wouldn't it? Um, you've held this long. I think you continue to hold and just continue to downgrade and upgrade the rest of your team. The the bunny one. If I can just touch on that very very briefly, oh, I'm really worried about this bunny one, man. I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, man, I'm concerned, boy. Um, it's three weeks. Another, it's it's a bruised heel. How long does it? <laughs> how long does it take for for a heel to unbruise? Oh, you this haven't is... played on the Optus Stadium yet, have you? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, well, I'm being line for debut in about round seventeen. We could probably, we could probably make this yeah, uh, the challenge uh, that you have to go run a lap at Optus Oval and another <laughs> recovery for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> barefoot or something, yeah, yeah. Just really sort of uh, do some damage. But man, I'm I'm worried about that body one. Um, but but for now, I'm holding because I can continue to downgrade and upgrade um, other positions in my team. Yeah, it's a serious worry, I think. Um, and it's the same as everyone else. It's like, oh yeah, one, two, one, 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 one. He should be right next week. He should be right next week. Screw these coaches, mate. You can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Dead set. There. Yeah. He was, well, Buddy was close to playing the weekend just gone by, but now he's no chance to even line up this week. Well, how the hell was he close last week then? He's had a whole other seven or eight days. How's he not even closer? Yeah. 
What, do you have a setback injury in your heel? How the hell do you do that? Walk on your toes, buddy, you piece of shit. <laughs> setback uh, injury on the bruise. <laughs> Just walking in the house and something fell back on the bruise and re-bruised it. Or, um, oh, yeah. I think he's having a massage. It's just not ideal. Probably more positive news, I think Michael Walters is coming back this week. Mm. Yeah. So well, those... he's the one that should so he had more of a traditional injury where you can predict the sort of the time length, can't you? Yeah. Because so, these other ones, they're being a little bit more suspect. It's quite annoying. Foots, I think, need to learn a lesson. Anything, anything below the belt now, just not trusting anything. Mm. This show must go on. Um, Ronk, 214K. Um, what did you call him before, Bonks? What was his nickname? Ronky Kong. Ronky Kong. Kong. I like that. We'll run with it. Uh, break even in negative 57. Scores in 92, 66, 120. Look... Can people go to him this week? If you, if people are seriously pissed off at uh, our faith man Jack Billings, um, is he is he just an awesome choice? Look, I think he's going to make enough money to warrant that kind of selection. Um, now he's going to have that one twenty in his score for a few weeks. Um, now the the thing oh, I, I want to put disclaimer out there: if you trade this guy in thinking he's going to pump out big numbers, kind of like this. This ain't going to happen week to week. I mean, seven goals in your third game, let alone your first year, that is unlikely to... He's probably unlikely to kick five goals again in a, in a game this year, um, is old Ronk. But um, I think he's going to make enough money, though, to, to warrant uh, a selection in your team. Is is it a, a really worrisome case that people are trying to chase points now? No, I think people are trying to. Uh, I think people see the 120 and they see that he's a rookie and they think, shit, we missed him and, and now we need to go get him. So they might be chasing that 120, hoping that, oh, maybe he's going to pump out some 90s now or, you know, maybe we can depend on him to do this. But look, I think that they need to bring that back into um, a bit more of a reality and, and kind of say, look, if he scores 70, you'd be quite happy with that. Right. And just know that with that 120 sitting in your system. <laughs> make you at least another 150000 So for me, that would warrant going down to him because you're going to then go and get 150000 out of him. I would only do it, though, if you're downgrading you know, someone else and it gets you the money to go and do your upgrade, though. If, if you're going to him but you can't go and get your upgrade, I then question whether the trade is actually worth it because I'd rather be upgrading my team to a premium rather than be chasing a, um, a rookie who's already gone up over 100000 um, and, and just trying to chase that little bit of extra coin because wins and points are, are also important. Disclaimer there too, I'd rather go down to Ed Richards as well. Ed Phillips. Ed Rich, I've been saying this all Ed week. Phillips. Ed Phillips. <laughs> I, I'd, prefer, I'd prefer Phillips. Look, if I had the choice between one or the other, I'd, I'd be picking Phillips too. Yeah. Uh, but you don't, you don't trade Jack Billings this week. Well, he's gone 90 against Collingwood in the last two games. We're got an 85 plus at least in him this week. We're just yeah. going to talk about Billings. Uh, this, so thanks for really segueing early. Um, I was talking about Ronk then. Um, I would not be true. <coughs> Look, no, that's that's a lie. I don't care. You can trade Billings if you want. He's frustrating as all hell. And I just want to go with the reason why I'm not trading Billings is simply because I think Billings can outscore rookies. I know his last three scores have been absolutely shocking, but I'm still backing Billings to score more than Spargo, Guelphie, etc. 
So right now, I'm going to back Billings in. I'm going to hope that he goes behind the ball. I'm going to hope he goes into the midfield. I'm going to hope he starts getting some confidence and using it because I've already missed too much catch. There's not too much more he's going to leak, really, to be honest. So I'm backing Billings in. I just want to say too, uh, to the community out there, we may look like we're a bit of Billings bashing, but I'm a big fan, and I know a lot of us on here are big fans of uh, Jack Billings. There's nothing uh, personal or intentional in any of our posts that go out. Um, Billings is a superstar. Had a freaky year last year. We were all about him. Um, I believe a couple of us 